At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us once again here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. We've got a busy show. It's a game day edition. Hornets still on the road. Continuing this five-game Western Conference swing, they'll meet up with the L.A. Clippers tonight definitely tonight back home in the queen city it'll be a 9 p.m eastern tip a kind of late afternoon early evening on the west coast a 6 p.m tip at staples center so we'll give you our game preview for that one also want to continue talking about the city edition uniforms they're all out for everyone now your first chance to see them in person will be on friday when the hornets square off against kemba walker and the new york knicks your first look at the city edition uniforms in person on the floor should be a lot of fun but there have been more and more grades given out to the city edition uniforms how are the hornets faring in those rankings we'll talk about that and also want to talk about the G League affiliate the Greensboro Swarm off to an 0-2 start but really seeing some nice things and after all development is the name of the game and liking what we're seeing from some of the youngsters for the Hornets up in Greensboro. We'll talk about all these things with my producer from the Hornets radio network, Rob Longo. And Rob, let's begin with the G League affiliate. They, in terms of individual performances, had some really great ones on opening night against the Birmingham squadron, but were beaten at the end of the night, 128 to 117. Last night, much closer game actually went into overtime. Greensboro actually controlled this thing through three quarters and then a big comeback by Birmingham. Soiled things in the fourth quarter. Overtime, extremely low scoring. Only one bucket between the two teams and it did go to Birmingham. But all in all, some good performances to talk about. Namely, JT Thor, the second round pick. He had a brilliant shooting effort in game one of the G League schedule. Scoring 34 points on 14 of 22 shooting, including 4 of 7 from 3. Less shooting opportunities for him in yesterday's 
series contest, but still managed to pull down 10 rebounds. And really across the board, there were a lot of nice things done. Who stood out for you? What are your main takeaways from Greensboro's first two games of the season? JT Thor is the obvious answer, especially the way that he played on Friday night. Saturday night, like you mentioned, played pretty well also. So all in all, really good looking. But I'm really impressed by the play of Arnaldus Kabulka. He had a really good game on Friday. He had 20 points. I think he ended up being 4-7 from beyond the arc. And then last night, he ended up with 14 points as well. A couple of steals, a couple of assists, six rebounds as well. 0 for 5 from beyond the arc, so not ideal in that aspect, but... You know, he still ended up a positive in the plus minus when there were a couple of people that were not the case based on the way that the end of the game ended where Greensboro was outscored in the fourth quarter by a sizable margin. But I'm really impressed with the way that Arnaldus Kubolka has looked through the first two games of the season for the Swarm. Right there with you on Kubolka. He is a player who's just really good at understanding the game. He's not trying to dominate every play. He just goes out and makes the right decisions along the way. I agree with you. He didn't shoot the ball as well from deep, but overall I thought he had a pretty nice game. Six of nine from inside the three-point arc. His plus-minus was a big positive as well. The bench overall did a pretty good job for the Swarm in yesterday's game and over the entirety of the week as well. My standout player, again, we're we're putting JT Thor to the side because JT just absolutely went nuts in the first game. I do want to point out that Scotty Lewis, I thought, had a really strong game, three for three beyond the arc. He's an excellent athlete. I like what we're seeing from him. And I'd also like to point out Jalen Crutcher. Saw him a couple of times at Dayton in college, and I really like his game. I think, you know, an undersized point guard, but he is definitely made some big plays, had a huge assist game in game one of the season with 14, came back with five assists in the next game, had more shooting opportunities, got into double figures. But the player it's impossible to ignore is LiAngelo Ball. LiAngelo in game one had an outstanding game, 22 points, 9 of 13 from the field, 4 of 7 beyond the arc. Not as many shooting opportunities in game two, but he continues to be an efficient player out there. Only seven points, 3 of 6 shooting from the field, 1 of 2 beyond the arc in 13 minutes he's contributing seven points look if he continues to play like this he is obviously opening eyes and I think for Leangelo I've said this for a while the key for him is to play because he is someone who has definitely got a a big spotlight on him with all the attention that comes with the ball name, and he has had solid performance after solid performance going back to Summer League and on here through the start of his G League season. All he's got to do is continue to stack them up, one on top of the other. It'll make it impossible to ignore, and he'll continue to get bigger and better opportunities, but I'm just thrilled that he has been able to take advantage of it to this point. Through two G League season games, he is shooting well over over 50% from the field. I think he's just a hair over 60% overall on this young season, and he's shooting 55% from beyond the arc. That's spectacular at any stage of professional basketball, and just couldn't be happier for Leangelo as he uh, has a really positive first couple of games in his G League career. And the way I look at that, Sam, is he had 13 minutes on Saturday. Obviously not a ton of playing time, but it's all about the opportunity. The opportunity presents itself, and you have to make the most of it. And the way that I personally look at it is if there is an instance where LiAngelo Ball does get a contract with an NBA team, whether that's with the Hornets or elsewhere, that's the kind of role he's going to be in. He's not going to start, obviously, right away. He's going to be coming off the bench. He's going to get limited minutes, like a 13-minute run, a 20-minute run, something 
something along those lines. So this is good practice for him to fit into that role. And that's the other thing I like about Arnoldis Kabulka as well, is he's coming off the bench right now. He's playing between 20 and 30 minutes. That is a similar role than what he would be doing with a big league club. He's not going to start right away. He just doesn't have that skill set right now, but he can come off the bench and he can provide you with a good scoring spark. So I like that, you know, Arnoldis Kabulka and Leandro Ball are both getting a role in situations that would fit them most if they move up to the NBA level at some point. So the Swarm 0-2 start to the season, but obviously a lot of positives to take away from those individual performances, and we look forward to the Swarm report throughout the uh, Hornets' schedule. Next opportunity for you to see Greensboro in person as they're starting the season off with a long homestand. It'll be Wednesday the 10th. Swarm will host the Rio Grande Valley Vipers, kind of a, a series set this one's not a back-to-back days one, but they'll play Rio Grande on Wednesday as well as Saturday over at Greensboro Coliseum Fieldhouse. Tickets, of course, are available. Encourage you to check them out. Support the Swarm. Next opportunity, Wednesday the 10th. Looking forward for Greensboro getting some wins and also looking forward to them getting some more highlighted performances individually that we can talk about here on the Hornets Hivecast. Coming up next, we're going to talk about those City Edition uniforms. There's definitely a buzz about them. The Athletic recently put out their rankings of all the City Edition uniforms. Where is the Hornets? We'll talk about that next here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. I'm not anti-aging. I'm pro-looking my best. Getting cosmetic surgery at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates has me looking young again and filled with the confidence I need to take on the day. From Botox to rhinoplasty to facelifts, Senta offers facial plastic surgery from specially trained eye and ENT doctors who are familiar with how all parts of the face work. Feel like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the HHC Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Rob, the City Edition uniforms have been released for all 30 teams, and the Athletic uh, pulled their staff, I guess, and put out their rankings of the three best and three worst uniform combos. I sprung this topic on you late before recording, so have you had a chance to look at it yet? I have not, but being the journey jersey fanatic that I am. One of the things that I did when the City Edition jerseys came out was went through and looked at all of them for all of the teams. So I feel like I'm well-versed enough to talk about this topic. I like it. Give me a team that you think is definitely in the top three and if you want to, you can go definitely in the bottom three, although we like to keep it positive here on the Hornets Hivecast, so I'm not going to make you do it, but since you've looked at them all, I'll let you have your shot at it if you'd like. So I'll get the negative out of the way first. I was torn on these ones, but the Miami jerseys, I understand what they were going for, but the way that all of the fonts look together, I mean, honestly, it looks like a ransom note from an action movie, from like a Liam Neeson movie or something like that, just the way that it's all mismatched together. And it looks really weird out on the floor, too, if you have like a Kyle Lowry who's a single digit and has just a regular block number seven. And then if you got like a Bam Adebayo who has a block number one and then a different looking number three, it just looks really bizarre to me. So that's my one that I cannot stand. In terms of a top three, I will leave Charlotte out of it, obviously, because of course they're a top three jersey. So if I had to pick somebody else... I really like what the Hawks jersey looks like. I think that old school Hawk that kind of goes across the front and has the ball 
in the talents. I really like that jersey, so that would be my other top three outside of the Hornets jersey. Well, your aim is good, Rob, because if you're looking at the bottom three rankings, this is, again, from the athletic poll. They're polling their staff. Uh, they had the Raptors in the bottom three, which I don't quite understand. I think those are cool ones. The black and gold with kind of the lightning bolt or razor wire pinstripes. I thought those were cool. They had the Oklahoma City ones and the Miami ones tied for the bottom, and they, they did say that the, the Miami Heat ones, you love it or you hate it. You either love the fact that it's mixing up all the different fonts from all the different eras and different jersey combos that the Heat have put forth, or you just don't like it. It actually uses in the, the script. Either you love them or you just see a ransom note, so it steals from your uh, analysis that you had there as well. It was an interesting look, I'll, I'll say that, but I've heard from a, a lot of different sites and a lot of different people that uh, it wasn't one of the most beloved. The top three rankings, Hornets come in at number two, and the more I see these uniforms, the more I like them, and from what I'm hearing from different staff people because we've only seen like these photos some of these jerseys photograph really well but they don't look great on the court these ones in addition to photographing well i love the honeycomb on the shorts and and kind of the blended into the stripes in the midsection then back to the honeycomb at the top the teal color to the darker blue i really love everything about these uniforms i'm a big fan but from what i'm told they look even better in person on the floor so this is something i definitely think fans should be excited about and come on out and see the team on friday when they host the knicks and debut these jerseys on the floor so this charlotte one came in at number two the text from the athletic on it the honeycomb pattern those are nice as are the pinstripes on the jersey taking you to the charlotte and script the whole design is just so smooth the angry hornet logo is such a winner i agree on all fronts the other teams bookending the hornets number one was the philadelphia 76ers which would not have been my favorite i think it's a very old school look i definitely love the shout out to the old spectrum for philly fans you know that is a legendary location in college basketball and professional basketball as well number three was the atlanta hawks i like the old hawks logo as well that yellow that gold color that's a pretty good uniform as well but i'm i'm a big fan of the hornets one and i'm glad to see other entities are as well yeah it's really promising and if i had to give one more honorable mention i would say the indiana pacers kind of has that old school look to it as well but the hornets jerseys the more i looked at them the honeycomb incorporation in the front of the jersey going down to pinstripe i really like that i'm a really big fan of the shorts i think the shorts are really cool and i've seen a couple of videos where underneath the angry hornet on the pant you can kind of flip the fabric underneath and it reveals the new Hornets logo, the kind of that one with the stinger on it. So that's a really cool little detail on the jersey as well. So, I mean, it's just kind of full of Easter eggs, if you will, of just like, okay, they took it from this and they took it from that. So just a really cool jersey concept all around. Your first chance to see them in person are Friday when the Hornets return home to host the New York Knicks. Should be a great game, a great timeout, and a great debut for the new City Edition uniforms. Go to Hornets.com for all of your ticket information. Coming up next, we're going to preview tonight's game. Hornets taking on the L.A. Clippers, trying to snap their way out of a three-game losing streak. We'll talk about it next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. 
Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the HHC. Hornets continue their five-game Western Conference road trip, looking for their first win on it. Hornets are back to 500, 5-5. Five and five. They have not been below 500 at all this season and don't want to start that now. They'll take on the L.A. Clippers, who have had kind of a Jekyll and Hyde start to their season as well. Clippers struggling out of the gates, I think it's safe to say, but have been able to get a little healthy with back-to-back wins over the Minnesota Timberwolves. They now sit at 500 as well with a record of four and four. Rob Longo, my producer from the Hornets Radio Network, here with us again. And Rob, first off, on the injury front, not the greatest of news for the Hornets. P.J. Washington already ruled out with that hyperextended left elbow. Also, Mason Plumlee listed as probable. He has a left rib contusion. First time we've seen his name on the injury report. Hopefully, he'll be able to go. For the Clippers, normal names are out. Kawhi Leonard is out due to the ACL recovery. That is not a shock. Marcus Morris Sr. is out with left knee injury maintenance, but those are the only two significant well-known pieces for the Clippers that'll be missing for this one. They will have Paul George, of course, not bringing that up because he was on the injury report, bringing that up just because, hey, he's a spectacular player, one of the elite scorers in the NBA, and someone to be accounted for. So with all the injury news out of the way, Rob, what is your top player, top statistic, top thing you are looking for in this game tonight as the Hornets try and snap out of a three-game slide? Based off looking at the box score from Friday night's game for the Clippers. Now keep in mind, the Clippers were down 20 at one point against Minnesota, and then they came back and won by 20, 104 to 84. So, you know, obviously it's Minnesota, but the Timberwolves are definitely getting better. They got a lot of good young pieces on that team. Carl Anthony Towns is an elite center. Anthony Edwards, we saw what he was capable last year just based on his rookie season. So, you know, Minnesota is not the Timberwolves of the years past per se. So the way that the Clippers were able to come back is something that's notable for sure. But the way I look at this one, is if the Hornets can keep the starters in check and if the bench can produce for Charlotte offensively, then I like the Hornets' chances tonight just because of the way that the scoring broke down in that game Friday for the Clippers. I mean, most of the scoring was from Paul George and Reggie Jackson. So that's where most of the scoring came from between those two guys. The bench did not score a whole lot for the Clippers. Terrence Mann had 13 coming off the bench. They had 28 bench points in total. So not a lot to go off of for that second unit for the Clippers. And I'm sure a lot of that is just based off of all of the injuries that they've had so far this season and prior to even the season started. So if the bench scoring can kind of take an uptick like it did the first couple of games for the Hornets, then I like Charlotte's chances tonight against the Clippers to snap that losing streak. I think the biggest thing is the Hornets just need to play better defense. Yes, Sacramento shot well above their season averages, but they also had a lot more open looks than they are accustomed to. And that's on the Hornets for allowing those. Right now, Charlotte's got the number one scoring offense in the NBA, and that's great. They're also dead last in defensive rating, and that's something that has to be a priority. You have to take away some of these shots. Everyone in the NBA is there for a reason, so if you give a guy like Paul George those kinds of looks, he is going to tear you up. There's no question about it, but everyone in the association can play, and so you don't want to give up wide-open looks, even to players who are shooting 25%, 10% from beyond the arc. Uh, that's just not the kind of fate you want to tempt. So I think defense is definitely a focal point, but I do think this is certainly a winnable game. The Clippers, to this stage have really only been able to beat bad teams. They split two games with the Portland Trailblazers winning one at home by 30, losing one on the road by almost 20. But outside of that 
series, their only wins come against the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have not fared very well so far this season. I agree with you, they are improving, but they are still 3-5. and five. And then a win over the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are near the bottom once again of the Western Conference. So I think this is a Clippers team that is yet to demonstrate they can beat a really good or even a 500 team outside of that one win over Portland at home. Now that said, the same was true of Sacramento going into the game the other night. So I bring it up, not saying that it's impossible for the Clippers to do it. This is still the team that made the Western Conference Finals, but they're going to have to start to show that here in this new season. And for the Hornets, it's an opportunity knowing that it's a team in the Clippers that is, for the most part, only beaten teams uh, on the lower parts of the totem pole. So an opportunity here for Charlotte, I would say, looking at this one. One more thing to bring up here, uh, the Hornets the other day in Sacramento had history on their side. They had won a lot of games in a row in the all-time series against the Kings, had won a lot of games in Sacramento specifically in the all-time series against the Kings. Here against the Clippers, they're trying to erase some history. The Clippers have won six straight in the head-to-head series. They've won 12 of the last 13, and they have won 11 in a row against the Hornets in Los Angeles. The last time Charlotte beat LA in LA, February 28th, 2009, it was the Charlotte Bobcats who got the win. LaMelo Ball was seven years old. So it's long past time for the Hornets to get uh, things back on track in LA, and uh, no time like the present Maybe tonight is the time the Hornets can end that long losing streak and start one on their own side in this head-to-head rivalry. Law of averages have to say something about that, right, Sam? But also look for LaMelo Ball to maybe have a big game. A little bit of a homecoming for him. Finally getting to play in Los Angeles in front of a fuller crowd at Staples Center. So that might be worth something that's motivating for him as well. Not that LaMelo doesn't need any more added motivation. And LaMelo looked pretty good against Sacramento. He established a new career high for assists, posting 13 in the loss. He shot 50% from three, had 24 points. He had a really solid game. So yeah, would love to see him continue in that form. I'd love to see Gordon Hayward continue. He's had back-to-back 20-plus point games. Just need a little bit more from the the rest of the class, so to speak. Hornets have had really two good performers, and then everyone else kind of faded away when you look at the box scores over the first two games of this road trip. Need good team basketball, particularly need good team defense, but this is most definitely a winnable game. Kawhi Leonard is not going to be there for the Clippers, as expected, still coming back from that ACL injury, and even though they've got Paul George, one of the best players in the world, this is a winnable game for the Hornets. We'll see if they can't get the job done. If you're tuning in on the Hornets Radio Network or Bally Sports Southeast, tip time is 9 p.m. Eastern, and we look forward to talking to you then. Also look forward to talking to you on another edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Rob, this was so much fun. Should we do it again tomorrow? Sure, why not? We'll have the same combo for you tomorrow. Rob Longo and myself bring you another edition of the HHC breaking down tonight's game for that one. Till next time, for Rob Longo and everyone here with the Hornets Hivecast, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.